0: Always give your pharmacist a call. They are always available. They will always help you. Pharmacists definitely are here to help. They're definitely on your side. They wanna make sure that you are the healthiest and happiest you can be.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. I'm your host, Alyssa Gothi, and welcome to our second episode of the Not Your Type podcast. I'm so excited to have our first guest on today, and she'll be sharing more about the pharmaceutical side of diabetes, her perspective on it, and something that we can all kind of take away from a different aspect of diabetes that we all have to live with, but we don't necessarily think about. Now, before we jump in, I'd love to just thank all of you for supporting me in this new endeavor and listening to the first episode. I'm really excited to continue putting out new episodes and getting more guests on, whether they're from Miss America or from the diabetes community and professionals, people all across the board who can speak to different elements and aspects of diabetes. So, thank you so much in continuing to support me and listening to this podcast. Now, without further ado, let's welcome our guest. Arielle Michael is the current Miss Springfield 2022 of the Miss Illinois Scholarship Organization. She was born in Illinois but raised in Arkansas where she graduated from Henderson State University with a bachelor's degree in integrated studies, focusing on biology and chemistry. During her undergrad, she was a member of Alpha Z Delta sorority, Gamma Beta Phi, and the color guard for the show band of Arkansas. She moved to Southern Illinois for pharmacy school for a change in scene and to be closer to some family. Pharmacy school has been very busy, so she took a break from competing in the Miss America organization. Once they upped the age limit, she decided to give it one more go, and it definitely paid off because now she is here as our Miss Springfield 2022. Please welcome Arielle. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for doing this. I very much
0: appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I think this is such a cool opportunity. I'm so glad you reached out to me. You're my first guest. so Oh, I didn't realize I was (laughs) the first. Oh my
1: gosh, that's so exciting. I'll have my second guest later today, actually. Um, So, you know, if things go wrong, I'll edit it out and it's fine. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, your background, your title, um, and your connection to type 1 diabetes.
0: Yeah, so I'm Arielle. I am the current Miss Springfield of the Miss Illinois Scholarship Organization. Um, I'm actually from Arkansas. I was born in Illinois, but I grew up in Arkansas. Um, I went to high school, undergrad, and all that from Arkansas. I decided to move back to Illinois. Um, for pharmacy school. So I'm currently in pharmacy school. I'm actually about to graduate. Very exciting. Yeah, um, yeah I moved to get closer to family. Cause I've, like I said, I was born in Illinois, so most of my family's up in northern Illinois. Um, but yeah, and uh, my connection with type 1 di- diabetes, I don't necessarily have um, a personal connection. My uh, social impact initiative is Uh, based around diabetes in general. Um, However, I didn't really want to stick to one type over the other. Um, Being a pharmacy student, I do have education in both type one and two diabetes, um, but it's just definitely something that uh, affects a lot of people. And so whenever using my platform, I don't want to exclude any type one diabetic people as well.
1: Yeah, so how did you get interested in diabetes? Was it through pharmacy school that it, you just took an interest in it, or what was that process kind of like?
0: Right, yeah, so it definitely did stem from pharmacy school. Uh, throughout pharmacy school, we uh, go through and learn pretty much every disease state. Um, anything that is treated with medication, we know how. Uh, we we learn about it, and so diabetes definitely is one that stuck with me because, like I said, so many people are affected by diabetes. I think it's it's over 30 million people in the U.S. have diabetes, and that does include type one as well. Um, it it's such a simple thing that not simple in general, but medication-wise, which I have that medication background, it's such a simple fix sometimes. Um, and then with it being a, a complicated disease state in general, um, the therapy can get confusing um, even with from physician standpoint like prescribing prescriptions and so that's where the pharmacist can really come in and make changes make suggestions and recommendations and it's something that I have often seen um, insulin dosed incorrectly or patients not starting on you know our first gold standard for medications Um, it's something that I see often working in retail pharmacy And there's such quick, easy fixes that a pharmacist can do and touch on. And so I think it's so important that uh, people learn and know that pharmacists have a huge role in your therapy, Um, but also along the lines of people's education is um, unfortunately really low. So the US's average literacy uh, for Americans is about an eighth grade reading level. So that's pretty low. And then when it comes to health literacy It can be even lower. I think I've seen some reports as low as fourth grade literacy for health. Um, So it's definitely a huge, huge barrier for patients to understand, not just understand diabetes, but the medication, how it affects them and other things that contribute to it. So I think it's so important that um, people are aware of diabetes and all the things that can contribute to a healthy lifestyle. I
1: love that you bring up health literacy because I know that's something I still struggle with and I'm a diabetic. I have all of these prescriptions that I'm trying to manage. And it especially comes into play when we are talking about insulin affordability. I think so many people are lacking that literacy and understanding, myself included. What all goes into that? Um, If you have anything to add on insulin affordability, especially as a pharmacist, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because I know I'm still struggling to understand it fully. and kind of develop my own thoughts on it so if you have anything to share i'd love to hear it
0: yeah of course so insulin affordability is a huge topic right now um, i'm sure you're well aware but the house did just pass a bill to have a 35 dollars monthly cap limit on insulin and i think that is the greatest step in a good direction for affordability for anyone um, and now it just has to pass the senate uh, so, and I think I've heard before that this bill has actually passed the House many times, but keeps getting shut down at the Senate. So I think it's really important that people are just, first of all, aware of this and in general, um, and then speak to senators and senates and let them know that this bill is important for so many people. And so it really, no one should have to you know, decide between other medications, food, rent, anything like that against their life-saving insulin. Um, but there are other sources. I know a really common one that you've probably heard of yourself too, uh, Good RX, It's not always the best, um, but then there's also the opportunity to uh, look into manufacturer coupons. Those can be really helpful, but I will say, unfortunately, they do, they're usually based, they're limited. So maybe a 30-day supply or up to they cover almost, or just only so much of uh, the copay.
1: I love that you bring up those solutions because I think a lot of people don't realize there are other solutions. It's, you know, you have to pay the full amount or you're just relying on what your insurance covers, which can be very little sometimes, unfortunately. So I really love that you bring up those alternatives because they can be truly life-saving because yeah. mm-hmm. it's insulin is not a choice. We cannot live without it. And people seem to overlook that too often. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to the Senator's thing, In Iowa, my home state, um, I have also seen bills passed in the House for insulin caps and then die in the Senate. And it's so frustrating when I'm sharing my story and my connection to diabetes with senators, with representatives, and they say, we hear you, and then there's no action actually done about it. Have you spoken to any senators in either Arkansas or Illinois about this issue, or do you plan to?
0: I have not yet, but yes, I do plan on it. Once I heard that it got passed in the house, I got so excited. So I'm definitely in the works of making plans to speak to them. Awesome. And I think coming
1: from a pharmacist, that would be a really cool thing to do um, because personal stories go a long way, but so do professionals who understand the medication side of it that we don't always, as diabetics, understand. So in terms of diabetes advocacy, what are some of the things you've done, whether it's education or working with organizations in Illinois or Arkansas to advocate for type 1 diabetes and diabetes
0: in general? My school actually holds a diabetes symposium uh, where we have a lot of uh, tables set up, we have students volunteer, we have registered dietitians and nutritionists come and um, it's open and free to the public. It's just a place to go and get some information, to get recommendations. And uh, the way that students are involved, uh, one thing that I did is I helped uh, facilitate patients to get those conversations, those one-on-one conversations with either the pharmacist or a nutritionist or anything like that. Um, But some other students took blood blood pressure readings. Uh, They took A1C screenings and even foot exams, because those are all really big, down-the-line complications for diabetic patients that we want to catch firsthand. Um, I've also signed up recently to be an advocate for for the ADA. That's the American Diabetes Association. It's actually really simple and anyone can do it. You just sign up uh, with an email and they just send you uh, updated information, news about diabetes, and anything within your area that's going on. Yeah, I'm
1: also an advocate for the American Diabetes Association and I was surprised how easy it was. You really just click a button and you get to be an official advocate for them and get all their emails about the work they're doing, which is truly incredible. Um, They do a lot of great work for both type 1 and type 2 and all the other types of diabetes out there um, that often don't get enough focus, I would say. Do you primarily focus on a specific type of diabetes, or are there some that you are trying to learn more about?
0: Um, I would say that I am. I am primarily focusing on type two diabetes, just because it's so much more common um, of all the diagnoses of diabetes. Only five percent is type one, so that's obviously where you know your platform comes in, being so important uh, to advocate for those that five percent of people. Um, just based off of uh, relevance, though, that is why I've more so stuck to type two diabetes. However, like I said, I definitely don't want to exclude type one.
1: Coming from someone who is not diabetic, what has been your role in the diabetes community, which is such a tight knit -knit group of people? What has been your um, impression or role in that space as someone who isn't diabetic?
0: Right. Yeah. And sometimes it can feel hard to fit in, or I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about because I haven't personally experienced it. Um, but I really just have to go back to my education about it. I'm you know, pretty well educated in diabetes and mostly the management with uh, drugs. So I really just want to try and focus on um, getting those Non pharmacological, so non drug things um, really imprinted on people's minds, you know, having a healthy diet and lifestyle, because um, those can really contribute to worsening diabetes and having uh, further complications. Um, but yeah, so it's really hard. I have to step back and be very uh, empathetic in listening to patients. I don't want to overstep. I don't want to say something that I haven't experienced myself, but they have. So it can be difficult, but I really try to just you know, hone in on my education.
1: Definitely. And I know as a diabetic, it's really important and impactful, at least for me, when people who don't have diabetes join our community because we want those supporters. Our whole goal is to get everyone joined together to help us end this disease and help us find a cure because there isn't one. So- right. I'm very appreciative of you that you are interested in the subject enough to actually do work for it because unfortunately there are not a lot of people who would do that um, without having a personal connection. So Mm -hmm. I think it's very admirable the work you're doing and you clearly know what you're talking about based on the way our conversation is going today. So I don't think you have anything to worry about there. Thank you. In terms of future goals with your initiative, so in Miss America, we have a social impact initiative, which you touched on, um, which is like a service project that we focus on for the year. What are your future plans with that, whether you win the title of Miss Illinois or are continuing in this organization?
0: Uh, Just to bring awareness to it, I know um, a lot these days we're seeing more awareness and appreciation for other health disorders as well, especially mental health. Um, and so I think making that conversation normal, um, not having any negative stigma towards it will help people be more open. Um, so people can ask questions about their therapy so people can understand their therapy. And so every, no one has to have um, a hypoglycemic event. No one has to have a stroke or heart attack or be on dialysis as a, as a result of uncontrolled diabetes. Just bringing awareness and making it an easy conversation is my biggest goal.
1: Awareness is such an important part that I think people also overlook is that just having that knowledge of what diabetes is, the warning signs of it, and the ways that you can treat it and how you can work with those pharmacists or those doctors um, can be very important because not everyone has a family member with diabetes that was passed along to them. Not everyone has people in their community they can look to. So that is a very important factor. I'm glad that that's what you're kind of focusing on throughout your year as Miss Springfield and maybe Miss Illinois, who knows? <laughs> um, in terms of Illinois, what is the culture around diabetes? Are there laws in place that support the diabetic community? Is there a big following? Um, what do you know kind of about the state of diabetes in that in Illinois?
0: And kind of going back to what I said earlier, the culture of diabetes and any health disorder in general, I think more things are becoming um, more known and are easier to talk about. Uh, with, you know, like I said, reducing any stigma with any kind of health disorder. Um, But I will say for just pharmacy in general within the state of Illinois, I believe other states are like this as well. Whenever there's a new prescription or even a change in a prescription, by law, we have to counsel a patient. So we have so many opportunities to start a, a newly diagnosed patient on the right foot to get uh, their diabetes under control. And so I absolutely love that. You know, Every day that I work, every day that I'm on rotation, I have that opportunity to speak to someone to let, uh, make sure that they know how to inject their insulin or what side effects come along with their metformin um, and things like that. So I, I'm really glad that at least the state of Illinois that I know has that law in place for counseling.
1: And often we see a lot of misdiagnoses with patients as well. Um, Type one used to be known as juvenile diabetes and often there are still plenty of doctors or physicians out there who will see a person's age and if they're older than, you know, 30, they think, oh, it must be type two, but that's not always the case. Do you see a lot of changes in prescription due to that? And how do you kind of handle that um, with the counseling and as a pharmacist?
0: Yeah, so on the retail side of things, we don't see a lot of doctor notes, um, so I don't think I can speak personally and say that I have seen that kind of uh, misdiagnosis, but I do think um, with type 1 diabetes, the only medication is insulin. With type 2 diabetes, we have insulin and many, many other oral antidiabetics, and so um, if I were to see someone, you know, all of a sudden stop every oral Medication, but continue their insulin. I could then easily assume uh, that they did have a misdiagnosis, and of course the option is always there to call the doctor, confirm, and make sure. Hey, you didn't send a script for this metformin. Is the patient still taking that with their diagnosis of diabetes? Should they still be on this metformin? And hopefully, you know, the physician is just as reciprocating and is uh, would be able to say, Oh, yeah, this patient is actually type one diabetes. This metformin is not going to be useful for them.
1: Yeah, so you work quite closely with the doctors then to see, you know, what the best procedure is for them getting their diabetes under control, which is something we don't always see because it's kind of a behind-the-scenes factor that is incredibly important, because if you are not on the right medication, you will have fatal consequences, and that's another thing people don't realize, unfortunately. I guess going back a little bit how did you decide to get involved and what were your first steps in getting involved with diabetes advocacy work? So I know you were interested in it
0: um, from your pharmaceutical studies, but what really pushed you to start advocating? I've seen so many wrong directions or doses throughout my rotations. uh, There's always a chance for the pharmacist to correct something. And so many times in the retail settings, we'll get a new script over and I'll say, hey, if it's like for something for insulin pens, and I'll say, hey, did they show you how to use these? And they're like, no, I'd have no idea. They just prescribed this, said they're prescribing it and sent it over. Um, And so that's really where pharmacists can play a huge role. And that's something that it's unfortunate to see, because we want our patients to be comfortable and confident, especially if they're giving themselves insulin. Um, So that's definitely really what sent it over the edge for me is seeing the the lack of education in patients was very disheartening to see. And so I really want to, wanted to get involved with making sure people are aware of their diabetes um, and their medications and how to use them and what to expect. Just
1: wow. I, I love that you're doing all of that work and you have such a heart for our community. Again, we don't see that that often, I feel like. So the fact that we know we have pharmacists on our side who are trying to keep us healthy just makes me feel good. And I know we'll make so many other diabetics feel reassured in the care that they're given and the medications that they are being provided. So thank you so much. Um, if there's anything you'd like to add, I'd love to hear you know, anything you wanna share with us about pharmacy or about Miss America and your social impact initiative, I'll
0: give you the floor. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, One thing I do want to bring up about pharmacy is always give your pharmacist a call. They're always available. They will always help you. You don't need to to make an, an appointment. You don't have to wait a week. Just give your pharmacist a call. They can answer any of your medication related questions. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know as well. Um, But yeah, it's out there. Pharmacists definitely are here to help. They're definitely on your side. They want to make sure that you are the healthiest and happiest you can be.
1: That's a perfect way to end this. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights that often diabetics don't get to hear from, you know, behind the scenes people who are working really hard to ensure we're safe, we're healthy, and we're living to our full potential,
0: truly. Thank you so much for joining me and being my first guest. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been very fun.
1: A huge thank you to Ariel for being our first guest, and keep your eyes peeled for future collaborations as we continue Not Your Type. Until next time.